0: Mankind will leave our planet. Leaving Earth's cleanup in the hands of one incredible machine. His name is Wally. After all these years, he's developed one little glitch. A personality. He's extremely curious. And just a little bit lonely. But all that is about to change. church. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. You're in our last and final series in our At The Movies. How many of y'all have enjoyed it? All right, wonderful. We've looked at some really fun and good movies. In fact, after the service today, we're going to be showing a movie. And uh, it's going to be, we're going to have a really good time. Um, but, but you're getting me ahead of myself. So let me go back to Wally. I love this movie. Um, I'm a big Pixar fan uh, because I'm a big Steve Jobs fan, because I'm a big Apple fan. So uh, for others who are on the dark side with other computers, that's all right. But um, Macintosh and Steve Jobs and Pixar, they're all kind of mixed together. And I love Pixar movies especially because they have good stories. I mean, when you think about Finding Nemo or Toy Story or Monsters Incorporated, those are really good flicks. They're really fun to watch. And I bought them for my children, but secretly I wanted them myself. Um, They're just fun to watch. And as I was watching this, in fact, how many of y'all watched this on our One Church Family Day? When we watched this, this was a blast. All right. Um, As I was watching this, this little machine spend all of his life cleaning up other people's trash and finding stuff in the trash and him collecting it and him making an entire life out of that, I thought, wow, that is kind of how we are as a people. We spend all of our time and energy, just like Wally, sifting through stuff and collecting stuff that eventually is going to end up in a landfill. Think about it. All the stuff that you're going to buy for Christmas this year, in a hundred years, is going to be in a landfill. Kind of depressing. All right? So all the money, the debt you're getting ready to go into for whatever, all right, it's getting ready. You know, in a hundred years, it's not going to matter. And um, as I was watching Wally sift through this and trying to collect all of this stuff, I said, Wow, that is us as a people that he finds some useful things in the trash, but really he just he grabs on and he looks and he's trying to find all of this stuff. With this next clip we're going to look, uh, Wally is sifting through all of this trash and he's, really, he's living a mundane little life. Monday he's collecting trash, Tuesday he's collecting trash, Wednesday he's collecting trash. Thir- I mean, it's just dead and he's been doing it for 700 years. Let's look at this next clip. What? Day in and day out, while he collects all of this stuff that really is just fancy trash. Probably the thing I love most about that clip is when he takes that that diamond ring and he chucks it because he wants the case that the diamond ring came in. I just mundane, uh, just collecting stuff. You know, you and I, we collect stuff. Some of us are better collectors than others. All right, I've seen some of your garages. Um, but we collect stuff, um, and we have lists of stuff that we want. Think about this. Christmas is a coming, right? And you have list. You have list of things that you want. Your children have lists. In fact, your children are making a list. They're checking it twice, three times, four times, seven times, because they want to make sure that they're dropping hints so that you can be able to get the things that's on their list. And you know what? Guys, we're no different. Whether it be whether it were Lowe's or Best Buy or Circuit City, it don't matter. Because we all have our toy stores, don't we? We all have things that we want. We all have things that we desire. We talk about the stuff that we want. We want a nice house. We want a picket fence or whatever type of fence, you know, chain link. We want stuff to put in the house. We want a dining room. We want a TV room. Just think about that. We want a nice TV, a widescreen 1080 DPI, 120 hertz. We want a TV to fit in there, right? And we want it to be bigger than 19 inches. Um, You know, VCRs—that's so 80s. Uh, You know, DVDs—that's so 90s. It's Blu-ray, baby. and then if you want to go Blu-ray, guess what you got to? You got to get a Blu-ray player. and then you've got to get different cords. And, you know, we want stuff with four wheels. We want stuff with two wheels. We want stuff with three wheels. We want stuff to pull behind the four wheels. We want something that goes in the air. We want something that goes in the water. It's like a bad Dr. Seuss poem. All right? We want stuff, stuff, stuff. And it's amazing. You know, back in the 1960s, you didn't see ever, ever, any of these self storage places but now they're everywhere in fact there's one right next to northeast high school there's one right down on tiny town road these self storage facilities think about this this didn't this didn't exist 40 years ago this market but it does today there's 30,000 there's 30,000 self-storage facilities in the United States offering over a billion square feet of space to store your stuff that you don't want to store at your home. This business is $12 billion a year and it's bigger than the music industry. Think about that. And this is stuff just to store stuff that you really don't want in your house. Does that make any sense? I mean, we collect stuff you know, it's amazing, when you leave this world, you're going to leave this world just the way you came into this world, stuffless. Nothing. You're going to, When you entered into this world, you were crying and everybody was happy. And when you leave this world, you're going to be crying and everybody else is going to be happy. Alright? Why? Because you left them your stuff. You can't take your stuff with you. You can't take it with you. I've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. It's just, It's not there. They don't even make you little hitches to go on the back of the hearses. I mean, what? what is the... Think about this, spending all of your time, all of your resources on stuff that you can't take with you. It's like Motel 6. How many of you all ever stayed at a Motel 6? All right, that's the majority of us. Uh, those that haven't, you've probably stayed in a little bit better establishments. But think about this: let's say let's say you spent a week at a Motel Six. How likely would it be for you to take all of your money and to spend it decorating your hotel room? How likely? Not likely. <laughs> Me either. Um, how likely would it be for you to take all of your time, energy, resources, empty out your bank account, empty out your savings, uh, go ahead and cash in your retirement plan to get new draperies up on the wall, to get a better, a nicer mattress, to get a different decor? Those those lamp shades are atrocious. Whatever to get a nice TV, how likely would it be for you to spend all of your time, energy, and resources decorating your Motel 6 that you're only going to be there for a week? I can tell you, not very likely. You're not going to be very tempted to do that. Why? Because this motel room isn't really your home. You're only there for just a brief amount of time, and then you're going to be going somewhere else. Let me tell you what Jesus said about your stuff. About treasures. Matthew 6.19. If you have a a one-church Bible, the Bibles we give out here at one church, if you would turn to your pages 737, we're going to be looking at Matthew 6.19. And this is what Jesus said in uh, his most popular sermon that he ever preached. And he preached it on top of a mountain. Some people call this the Sermon on the Mount. Today we're looking about Sermon of the Amount because it's about stuff, all right? So let's look at this. Matthew 6:19. Don't store up treasures. Everybody say treasures. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. In other words, you know what? There's nothing wrong with storing up treasures. Just make sure you're storing it up in a good place. A good investment. Right now, your life is a motel 6. You're living in your Motel 6. Some of you are thinking, huh, I'm a Holiday Inn Express. What are you talking about? Like, whatever. All right? But you know what? My point is, whether you're in Motel 6, i got a friend, Chad and Katie, he built hotels for a living. And what's the, one of the cool things that uh, Katie was telling me about was they get to decorate the rooms and do all this stuff. It's so neat. But you don't spend your life savings decorating this hotel room because you're not there. You're not going to be there. You're only there for a brief time. That's what Jesus is saying. Don't store up for yourself treasures. Don't decorate your Motel 6. Because you're only going to be here a brief time. Don't spend all of your dreams, energy, resources trying to get this thing looking a little bit better. Because all of your treasures, if you do them here on earth, they're going to turn to trash. Treasures turn to trash when you just keep it down here. Uh, it, then Jesus gives us this principle. I love this. If we could get our mind around this next principle, it could really revolutionize not only the way my life, but your life and how it's done. Look at verse 21. It says this, Wherever your treasure is, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Jesus said, listen, I know what is important to you. And it's what you spend your money on. It's what you spend your time on. It's where your priorities lie. Is where you spend your money. You may say, you know what, my kids are important to me. But if, if, your, if your treasures are not supporting your speech, then your speech is just hot air. Because we we can say something, yeah, that's valuable to me. That is important to me. But if you're if what you're spending your money on and spending your time on doesn't match up, it's just bunk. It's just bunk. I think the reverse of this, you know, this put that verse back up there if you would again, Cindy, verse twenty one. Wherever your treasure is, there your desires of your heart will also be. I think the reverse of this is this true. Reverse of this is true. Wherever your heart is, there your treasure is. Some of you, are you a selfish person? Let's just be honest with you. Are you a jerk? Now, you're thinking, I'm not a jerk. I'm offended. If you're offended, you probably are a jerk. Um, But ask the person next to you, am I a jerk? Go ahead. Now, if you're married to that person, they're going to tell you the truth. All right. If you're not married to that person, they're going, no, you're really nice. Yeah. yeah. Hear me. If you're a selfish person, and if, if you're a jerk and you don't know how to change, this verse helps you know how to change. Because if you want to change the way your heart is, then you change where you put your treasure. You, you see on that? You want to change this in here, then change this back here. Your wallet. Come on now. All right. <laughs> Change where you spend your money. Uh, um, you know, there was a time in my life that I was a really giving person. I remember going in college and, um, and I didn't have a lot of money, but uh, I would pick up hitchhikers on the side of the road. And I remember t- 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 picking up this one dude and he didn't have any money. And... Uh, I didn't have any money, but I worked for a pizza delivery, so I made him a pizza, and I brought him back a hot pizza. And, you know, I, a lot of times you just get busy. You just don't do that stuff anymore. And after a while, you start thinking, wow, I just—I don't seem like I'm a very joyful person. I, in fact, if I really had to choose, I'm probably, you, know, you may ask yourself, I, you may say, I'm more like the Grinch than I am any other person. You're more like Ebenezer Scrooge. Ah, humbug because when we white knuckle our resources and our treasures when we think this is the only thing there is Jesus says you're missing the point you become a jerk you want to change the way you are on the inside then change what you spend your money on and how you spend your time because where your treasure is there your heart will be also and where your heart is there your treasure is all right. So here's what he says. And he, and by the way, Jesus is not saying don't have money. We all have to have money. You have, you have to have money to buy groceries. You have to have money to do all that. He's not saying don't have stuff. He's saying don't let the stuff have you. He's talking about don't stockpile or stash your treasures and hoard it. Look what it says in verse 19. Don't store up. That's what it is. Don't stack. Don't stockpile. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them. How many of y'all have ever had a sweater or anything eaten by moth? Okay, not too many people, all right? So just you and me, all right? Well, I'll just talk to you right now, okay? All right, go cool. I mean, we really don't have a lot of moths eating stuff right now. I, I, maybe we've cracked this, I, the whole, the moth code or whatever it is. Um, but it's amazing, this is what i found, just you and me, um, that moths never eat the clothes I wear, You don't see a moth eating on this right now. They just eat the clothes I store up. It's kind of interesting. Don't store up stuff that's not going to last because moths will eat your clothes. Or maybe it's for those that don't have a problem with moths. What happens with you? Well, you outgrow your clothes, right? You you wore a two and now you're... uh And uh, you're like... And you're very angry at other people who wear twos. I understand that, ladies. I won't let you know, ladies, I've never been a two. All right? I mean, don't spend all of your time, energy, resources, money on clothes because they're not going to last. He keeps on going. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them. Rust. All metals Rust. Whether it be regular rust on a pickup or tarnish or whatever it is, it's not going to last. I remember my dad, he bought a brand new Chevy pickup truck, 1977. It's me a little bit, I know. But brand new pickup truck, and in a year that both of the fender wells on the back tires had rusted clear through. You could see on the outside, you could see the tire. That's called redneck, people. I mean, my dad was redneck before it was Cool. Or is that country before countries? I can't remember. Anyway, my point being is it doesn't last. That thing, that next best thing that you want to put gas in, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. I remember, you know, and I love old cars and stuff. Many of you in in here, you've grown up, and those who are a little bit older, you've you've purchased, you've saved up your money, you've bought that Oldsmobile Buick, you know, you bought the family truckster and it just didn't last. And it, where is it at now? 20 years now. It's in a trash heap. It's in a landfill. If you live in 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 lower Tennessee, it's in a gully somewhere. With all the rest of the tires you put in there, right? I mean, it is it didn't last. It's in what are those places? I'm having a brain Junkyard, thank you very much. That was painful for me. All right, let's move on. But everything rust. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them. Rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Have y'all ever been stolen from? Doesn't it just make you angry? Makes you want to give somebody the right hand of fellowship. Just I'm really just it angers you. It's so frustrating. I said this in the first service, and I wasn't going to say this in the second service, but since it's just you and me in here, I'll do it. Um, I, I was in Dallas, Texas going to seminary, and I had a, a 1989 Suzu Amigo. and had a cloth top. And I, I never got broken into here in, in Clarksville, Tennessee, but when I left to go to Dallas, my vehicle got broken into seven or eight times. I literally it lost seven or eight radios, and I vowed, okay, I'm not going to buy another radio until I get a hard top. That way they won't slash the top. So I ended up shelling out about a grand on a hardtop back in 1993, and got it, and it went great. So that Christmas I got a Kenwood, uh, I got a Kenwood radio that when you turn off the, the thing, the face flips over so it doesn't look like you have a radio. You know what I mean? And I, I remember going downtown Dallas and I had to go somewhere for about an hour, and my stuff is safe. I've got a hardtop, right? They shattered my window. They shattered my window. They stole my radio, they stole my wallet um made me want to and and then they, I ended up calling the police. The police refused to come out because everything gets stolen in dallas and um but then they catch the guy trying to like do like do the checks and all that stuff, and uh, the dude called me while he was in jail, saying i didn't mean to do it i'm thinking. Huh. Oh, my gosh. I mean, but things get stolen. They just get stolen. And it's frustrating because when you spend all of your time, energy, resources, money, and dreams on stuff here, it doesn't last. It doesn't last. man. It's so, and I wonder as I'm watching this movie, Wally, I wonder if everything that we spend all of our money and time on is really just fancy trash. Is it really just stuff that's going to end up in a landfill in a hundred years? That new gadget that you want, is it going to be in a landfill in a hundred years? The answer is yes. And we get distracted by fancy trash. You know, Jesus in the Bible never says it's wrong to own things, but He says it's wrong when things own you. It's an issue of control. How many of y'all were here last week when we talked about control? About not being controlled by anything? This is like Incredible Hulk Part 2. All right, don't let stuff control you. God wants to be the one who controls you. Look at what it says, verse twenty-one: Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. If you have a heart problem, then you probably have a treasure problem, and if you have a treasure problem, you probably have a heart problem. She's saying, don't spend your life decorating your own Motel Six. It, it it's, it's cheap. It's not gonna last. I want you to spend your life, I want you to orient your life in such a way that you do something a little bit different. And then he says in verse 20, I want you to store up treasures in heaven. Store your treasures in heaven. Store, store your treasures in heaven. How do you do that? Store your treasures in heaven. Well, let me ask you this. Heaven, heaven is eternal. And it makes me think God is saying, I want you to spend your life on things that are eternal. Not on things that are temporary. Don't spend all of your time and energy thinking about how to get that next temporary thing. Because it's only temporary. But I want you to invest in the eternal. Now, as I mentioned about lists. We all have lists. There is a long list of things that are temporary. Tons that are Temporary. Everything that I've mentioned about houses, cars, money, boats, land, all that's temporary. It's temporary. But I I can really only think of of two things that are eternal. The first thing on this very short list of things that are eternal, that God is saying, I want you to spend your life investing in. God is eternal. God is eternal. He is eternal. Our goal here at One Church is to connect people with an eternal God. It's amazing to me that God wants to have a relationship with me. And not only that, I'm nothing special. God wants to have a relationship with you. You know, we believe here at One Church that that people's biggest need is not just education, it's not money, it's not food, it's not shelter, it's not any of that stuff. That people's biggest need is Jesus Christ in their lives. We believe that God is eternal. But God is eternal, but guess what? People are eternal. People are eternal. We believe here at One Church that everybody is going to live eternally somewhere. The Bible says in Luke 19.10 that Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. If that was Jesus' goal, then that should be our goal as a church as well. So one of the things that we we talk about—it's not just a slogan for us. Everything is judged by is leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. That is our goal here at One Church. It's to reach people. It's to reach people that many times that many, that, that people that aren't being reached by any other church, people that may have been hurt by the church, may have been bumped out of there, or maybe just never been to church before. God says God believes. That's okay, but God wants to just totally take you into love on you because God is eternal and so is people. That is our mission, connecting people to God and also connecting people with people. Hear me, did you know that everybody that you met last week is going to spend eternity somewhere? That everybody you met last week is eternal. That means the person who cut you off on the interstate, eternal. Eternal. The person, uh, your barista at Starbucks that you paid your $7 to get your cup of coffee? Eternal. The person, the waiter or waitress that you were rude to? Eternal. Everybody is going to spend eternity somewhere. Everybody that you met, every person is eternal. We can't say that about animals. We can't say that about stuff. But we can say that about people. So are you spending your time investing in people or are you just have a list of stuff? That's hard-hitting for me, people. I've got to be honest with you. Because so many times we can orient our lives where it's not connecting with other people or connecting other people with God. It's just connecting us with junk. This fancy trash. Treasure that will become trash is no treasure at all. Our big idea is simply this. You were created for more than stuff. Everybody say that. You were created for relationships. Say that. And let's all say this next part together relationships are eternal. You were created for more than just stuff, of accumulating junk. You are, you are created for more than just that. You're not uh, just a robot trash compactor collecting mess. Wally spent 700 years just collecting junk until he found out, you know what? There's something more. Let's look. Let's look at his more, his relationship. Magic spell, you guess, this is Love the rose. When you kiss me the front sides, and though I close my eyes, I see love and When you press me to your heart, and in a world apart, a world where roses blow And when you speak, angels sing from above Every day words seems to turn into love songs. so funny. Wally so wanted to hold her hand. You know, um, so many times we can just run through life and be so independent that we never ever take anybody else's hand. That we lose sight of really why we're here. That God created us so that you can have a relationship with Him and so that you can have a relationship with other Christians. So as we close today, I'm just going to say one or two things. Um, if you're somebody here who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus and you've tried the whole church thing and it's just it's not been a good fit for you, let me suggest this, that maybe you're trying the wrong thing. It's not about a church thing. It's not about denominations and it's not about buildings and it's not about churches. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. That That is the only thing that can transform your life. Not traditions, not anything else, but Jesus. Jesus so wants to have a a relationship with you. So much so that 2,000 years ago, about this time that we are celebrating, Emmanuel, God with us, came down and lived a perfect life. He was crucified and killed because they didn't like him. He did all of that so that He could show you eternity. So that you could spend eternity with Him. My prayer is that if that's you, that you would come into a relationship with Him today. However, not just God, but some of you, man, you've been coming to one church for a coon's age now. I've been here since before y'all were open. I don't know how that's even possible. But... um, but you know what? And you serve, and I'm so thankful for that, but you're still not involved in community. This is a broken record with me. Hear me. You're never, ever going to be able to connect with people by where you're sitting right now. It's impossible. You have to get out of these rows facing this way and get into a community group where you're looking at one another and where you connect and you start. With your hands, you start slowly, slowly coming together. And then when you start struggling with finances or relationships or children or whatever, somebody's there to pick you up when you're struggling. That only happens in community group here at One Church. And I'm encouraging you, as you leave today at our hub table, those black uh, tablecloths, sign up for GroupLink. It's a place where you put yourself in a group. So please sign up for that. Um, as we close though, I want to go back to the first one. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you think, that's me, I'd, I'd love to know. How, how do you do that? Do I come down front, and do you give me something, or how does that work? Well, it, you don't come down front. I don't have to give you anything. You just have to talk to God. That's called praying. And you spend some time in, in your words. There's nothing magical. There's not a right way or a wrong way to say it. But you give your heart him. And you put your faith and trust in Him. And you ask Him to come into your life. So if that's you, we're just going to spend some time in prayer right now. And then I have a couple of announcements and then we're going we're gonna to clean up and then we're going to do the movie. Uh, the movie day for today. But um, the most important thing is for you to connect with Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, I know that there's some people in here that just have don't have a relationship with you. They just don't have a relationship with you. And Lord that Lord that you so long to have a relationship with them. Lord, I just pray that they would just their desire for you would be so strong right now that they would ask you. They would say, Jesus Christ. I need you. I'm a needy person. I've tried getting stuff and buying the next biggest thing to to fill that God-shaped hole in my life, but none of the stuff I buy can really give me contentment. That really only comes from you. So Jesus, right now, I pray that you would come into my heart, that you would come into my life, that you would forgive me of my sins. And Lord, that I would be able to find life in you thank you for hearing this prayer Jesus Christ I love you it's in Jesus name that we pray